Entrepreneur Circle is an on-air brands production and a proud member of the On-Air Brands Network. Hi, this is James Altucher. Thank you for listening to Erica Cabral's Entrepreneur Circle. On this episode. My affirmation this morning was, I find the way. Just with that affirmation, if you tell yourself that, if you're feeling lost and you can tell yourself that you can find the way out of how lost you might be feeling, then that's one small step. Hey there, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, where we inspire you by talking to entrepreneurs and business owners about mindset, goals, vision, tips and strategies on how to crush life and business. I am your host, Eric Cabral, real estate investor and a creative. I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years, got my start in New York City as a junior art director, and made my way up the corporate ladder to become the creative director at the number one pharma company in the world. That was until I decided to hang up my corporate hat and start my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using social media and live stream events. Hit us up at info at onairbrands.com to learn more. Also, like subscribe and share this podcast on social. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also don't hesitate to send us any feedback that you may have because we always love, love, love hearing from you. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to share what some of our sponsors, partners, and friends of the show have to offer you. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Circle. I am your most humbled host, Eric Cabral, and always happy and excited to be here with you and appreciate each and every one of you for liking, sharing, and subscribing to this show on Facebook and iTunes and wherever it is you get this show, whether it's live or a recorded podcast. I greatly appreciate you for giving us a thumbs up and doing all that good stuff. Uh, so today I have really good friends with me and it's funny how we've never done this. Like how have we not done this sooner? We see, we talk, we share, we do all this stuff. And then we, we, we realized somewhat recently, like, wait a second, why haven't we been on a show together yet? Uh, but welcome Jason and Pili Yarusi. Absolute pleasure to have you today. 
Yeah, we figured we'd wait for quarantine to happen to, to really, to really ha- have have a have a live face to face meeting instead of just doing a, a real face to face meeting like we've been doing before. So, so excited yeah. to be on! But yeah, so Jason and Peely um, are—they've created something amazing recently called the Jason and Peely Project. But I wanted to get into sort of the meat potatoes of 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 how I've grown to know and love you guys. Uh, that's you—you uh, you guys are the founders of the Yerus- of Yerusi Holdings, which is a multifamily investment firm, and you play big in that space. You know, you even host your own local meetups um, in the North Jersey area, as well as holding large events, which we were privileged to be a part of. Your multifamily foundation events. And you also do a lot of really cool stuff on Facebook. I really started to get to know you guys through your 30 for 30 uh, fitness challenge. And like you guys are always so, so passionate about health and fitness and wellness. And that really, really connected with me when we first started um, chatting. And then also, I like what you've you've launched recently with your, your second cup of coffee live, which is great. I love how that's sort of... Uh, uh, follows in line with and inspired by Gary V and you got what you guys were on recently. The tea with Gary V is perfect fit. And then, um, but I want to jump into your your really cool brand that you've launched called the Jason and Peely Project, which um, I saw you've get you're getting really good traction on YouTube. It, it's really colorful. It's bright. It's energetic. And and I you know as a branding guy, I totally appreciate how you guys have sort of breathed new life into all of the, the the content from the past and then brought it into your new passions uh, with the Jason and Peely project. So thanks again for being on the show, Jason and Peely off to the side. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into it, brother. How what, what was what was the impetus for for that new project? You know, so again, yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome to, of course, be here and chat. But we kept talking real estate. That's where our podcast started, right? We started a real estate podcast and we we grew that into multifamily podcast because that came a direction. But we, we kept finding that the big kind of elephant in the room was that we were constantly talking about mindset, fitness, all these family, all these other things that were there, but they weren't really in like position with the podcast, right? So we kept leaving them kind of on the sideline. They were kind of there, but they, they really didn't fit. And we kept... Sometimes when you're pushing something so hard out that eventually you have to say, okay, this we want this within our show. We want this within our effort. And you, you hear the little guy, he, he wants the mommy attention. So we need to find the happy medium to be able to expand this, to be able to grow this and really find that the area that we can give our most value, right? Because a lot on doing a lot of things in life comes down to you really winning against yourself first, really, really taking that next step to really stop having the limited beliefs within yourself start giving yourself permission to succeed start understanding how to take those first steps how to really build a fit rich life and grow that in so we started the jason and peely project about mental fortitude growing wealth and improving health where we now use that as as the channel right so we'll call that whatever you want to call that abc fox with that whatever's the point and underneath that channel right there we have um, mom which is mothers of multifamily. We have a fit rich life. Uh, we have the real estate foundation, the multifamily foundation, any those channels all align to our channel. Now that's talking to ultimately everything that we want to be. We want to go out there and help people become really positioned better for themselves. So as they take that next step in their life, they can say, okay, you know, there's ways to do this better. And what are some things that we can think outside of the box instead of being stuck in our routines that have maybe not gotten to us where we want in in this stage of our life? So we have a bunch of great people come on and talk about all different things, right? Because it's not so much just learning the good that's happened. It's us learning from all the mistakes we've made that give us the advantage and the ability to really take action. 
So I remember when we spoke and when we met, you know, over a year ago now, and you, you know, were were very entrenched in the multifamily and still are. Um, but I knew you guys as like this holistic sort of very, you know, for lack of a better word, crunchy sort of in a good way. Like I, I want to get into it with you guys and I love your brand and all that. Like you guys were always putting out there how health and wellness is really key. And I remember asking you back then, I was like, how come you guys don't have a health and wellness podcast and a show about that because you guys are just amazing and inspirational when it comes to those things and i love the, the so the brand fusion of it all and housing it all are under the the jason and peely project makes total sense to me and um and i just wanted to highlight that to anyone who's watching or listening that even though you may put out a brand it doesn't have to be have the be all and end all and completely cemented you can always pivot you can always adjust it and tweak it because you guys are evolving so it's kind of watching like Gary our our our, our friend Gary always talks about documenting the journey and if you go back and see you guys from the earlier days to now it's it's an amazing evolution that you guys have stepped into so you want to talk a little bit about how that sort of became and how you didn't necessarily was it a struggle to say, man, we're, we've established this brand, but what do we do? We want to, we're this now, and we're becoming this. Was that a, a difficult transition for you? It's one of those things where you have to be careful that you don't change so much that you don't have an identity, right? So our message was staying clear. We were just expanding our message. So we just, and you find that longevity is what it comes on being able to adapt and fit, pivot. So we had Greg Shea, he's actually a friend I went to high school with. Pens of America, a local company, right? They they do pens, surprisingly, but nobody's ordering promotional pens right now. And they've now they're they're a fourth generation family company, and they've survived these years because as as things have come up, they found ways to adapt, right? So now they're making shield masks for um, for hospitals. They're able to now provide that next point. Um, and you have to think about that on your business too, right? So ideally, there's going to be options. You, you have to pivot within your business, but your core message still has to be there, right? So our message hasn't changed. We want to be able to help people be better versions of themselves. And it's now we're providing more content that fits to what we're doing more, just like you said, documenting in our daily in our daily lives as we learn, we make mistakes and we learn again. And now we continue to grow on that point. But now we're able to talk to all aspects. You want to talk family, finances, fitness, um, multifamily. You want to talk on mother's entrepreneurship. You want to talk on entrepreneurship. Great. That's what our brand brings because that is is ultimately what we're doing. So we're just talking from really the space that of us taking the steps and then documenting it. And then, as you said, it's like it was a whole growth. Uh, we started with the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. That became the Multifamily Foundation podcast, which turned into our current podcast as it is today, our currently our current platform as it is today. And it just shows our growth. Because when we first started podcasting, we didn't know what we were doing. It was like, let's just do this thing and let's get on there. And we call those like the dark ages because we didn't have the right equipment, but we just like got in there, started doing it because we really wanted to promote just people just taking that next step and but setting the right foundation to do so. And from there, we just grew into what we are today. Yeah, the lesson is always, it's never going to be perfect, right? If you wait for that perfect time, you'll never do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's taking that step to really just go out there and put yourself out there because you're going to learn, right? And ultimately, you're going to learn two ways. Either you're going to learn, okay, I could do this better by doing this or this isn't for me but sitting on the sideline trying to know everything up in the front like especially for a lot with large multifamily we see a lot of people waiting for some magical moment to do something right yeah. but what is that moment is that moment that's never going to come because you're, you're sitting on the sideline scared to take any action pretty much worried you're going to take the wrong step 
but there's probably a 99% chance that you're not going to have a perfect path no matter what you do. But all the, the things that happen are going to allow you to ask better questions, become bigger, become stronger, become better at what you're doing. I wanted to highlight as well, you know, because I've, I've, I've been a part of your events and, you know, the tribe that you've put together is a really strong community of people that have leveled up. You know, but then there's also the individuals who are trying to take the step into investing. Um, do you think that your your mindset in terms of, you know, it starts within, it starts here first uh, before you can start investing or you can start. Did you find that your tribe was asking for what you've built or did you do it sort of as a personal thing first and then, you know, trust that they would come? Well, you have to listen to the people who listen and follow you. So it was something that was always inside us and that we, we've always promoted, but not on our platform. Mm -hmm. So by listening to, to people, like knowing that our content, our fitness content and our health content and our family content were really, and we would, we didn't mean to like put it out there as a platform before, uh, but we've noticed that people were really, really latching on and we really like just needed help in those aspects of their life, not just with real estate. I mean, you can open up a book and learn real estate, but to learn how to be the whole person there is very little out there to know how to do everything in there is to be like the whole investor. So that's what we were trying to go for. That's what we do. That's what we want to bring to our listeners and our followers and anybody out there who cares to listen. Yeah. And we had to find our evolution with ourselves. Right. And so you, you can't put out the message if you're not going through or have been through the message, right? And so the power in us taking the steps to go from where we are along the journey to where we want to be, now we talk to that. And that's just now us just opening up about what we're doing daily and how we're being active instead of us saying, you should try this, but we haven't gone down that journey, right? So, you know, it's like the um, good analogy would be a personal trainer who's just not in shape at all and, and, and is out there giving people on, you know, health and wellness advice but they're not taking it for themselves, right? We want to make sure that, you know, we're giving the message and and we're actively trying to live the message and learning from, you know, our mistakes along the way. Love it. You know what it, what it does for me, and I'm sure your audience as well, is it creates a three-dimensional picture of, of you know, because you guys are, everyone is, is three-dimensional and multifaceted. You know, there's the family life, there's the personal life, you know, whether you share that or not or aspects of it, but then there's also your business life and your professional life and your personal life and all the things that you love to do on the side that people aren't necessarily aware of. But you seem to open the door for everyone to sort of see the three-dimensional Jason and Peely, which I truly appreciate. But uh, so I wanted to, so this takes me to the question that I don't know if you guys are asked this much and I hope you're not. Maybe I'm the first, who knows. Let's tell a story about how you guys met because you guys are so cute and perfect together. Like the perfect, perfect couple that, you know, everybody sort of <laughs> manages. And, you know, when you're little, you, you imagine that's how it would be. Let's hear the story because I've never heard the story of how you guys, so how you guys met. I'll give you the, the, the quick version. So I, I said, Pilly, I said, Pilly, you're beautiful. Will you, will you marry me? And she said, yes, right away. <laughs> well, exactly. it, was it was 13 years of that. So Pilly and I met back in 2003. She was actually running a, a crazy barge. I had come back from working in Europe. And uh, uh, a friend I'd met there worked in this barge as a bartender. But in the winter, it was an outside place. Uh, we were doing some construction work in New York City. He asked me if I wanted to come over and paint. So Peely uh, was the manager, believe it or not, you know, all of, you know, 22 years old or whatever. Yeah, it was that age. And then, and then on that fact, she said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll let him paint. You know, and so that was our start of a relationship. And I think 
a lot of Peely and my success is that we worked, you know, we, we were both in different relationships, both we, we weren't in that relationship and we had worked together for many years. So we just, we knew how to communicate with each other. And that comes a lot to relationships, right? So it did take for Peely to move to LA for a couple of years. Um, I was in New York city for those years. I was away. And then she moved uh, back to New York and then back to Hawaii to, for me, 13 years later, after many, uh, many steps down the path here, can finally, finally convince this one to, uh, to give me a shot. And that was. <laughs> See, Jason's smart. And my dad says, keep that one because he's smart. So I moved back to Hawaii. This is 2013. And Jason calls me up and we're, we're we like, we talk. Um, and one day he's just like, maybe in San Francisco. Because I tell him this whole story about as a toddler, I lived in San Francisco. I hadn't been there for a while. Um, and I had, still had a ton of friends in California. So I was just like, okay. So I visit some friends in LA first and I meet him in San Francisco. And well, there you go. <laughs> I figured that was a lot easier than saying, Peely, you're back in warm weather in Hawaii. You hate cold weather. So why don't you come here to back to New York? So I said, how about I meet you in somewhere that's not completely warm, but at least it's warmer than where we are. And that, that was part of it, uh, of us uh, finding each other. But it's just like what we go through and what we talk about, right? So you have to you have to go through those steps in life, right? To find what, what you're really made of and find who you're really right for and, and take those steps to find each other. Yeah. And it's really the communication too, because that's another question we get asked a lot is how do we work together? And it's because, I mean, we kind of cheated. We started working together first. Yeah. So we know how to work together because wow. we've been working together for so many years that, that it's just, it comes to second nature to us to, to just communicate and just be there for one another. Yeah, we don't really have arguments. I think a lot of it become that we've we've done enough of that in our past lives and other points that we realize now that if this isn't something that's going to be a monumental discussion five years down the road from now, like, hey, you, I don't know, forgot to start the dishwasher or something like that, then it's not worth an argument now. And yeah. so we've right. completely surpassed on all levels and just trying to pass it down, just trying to find more important things to, to put in front of us. So we can really um, continue to really grow our family. Mm -hmm. I love that. How you guys met um, was first sort of a work environment. So then there you had that structure of, of, of something to build on. You know, you knew that you had some synergies and, and some cool and, and communication is key. Uh, thanks for highlighting that, by the way, because that's how I met my wife, Jane. We met at work. We were doing the sneaky thing. We thought no one knew. So when we finally announced that we were engaged after a couple of years, everyone was like, yeah, we knew. Oh, come on. <laughs> you guys were in the parking lot for an hour. We know what was happening. But um. No, but you're right, though. The communication is key. But then also, I have to admit for myself, we weren't in a good relationship in terms of communication until I, I got centered and I figured out my own shit first. Once that got better, then things got better. When I got better, the relationship got better. So can you guys talk a little bit about like how the fusion you know, became, became stronger, but then the self-work and the, and the discipline that it took – to, to make it all better, to make it all sort of, because I imagine you guys are always working. I see you guys always working on yourselves. Well, you know, you, you have that, that point here where we're usually twofold, right? There's something you're not happy about, so you'll take it out on others, right? Or there's also a point that for some reason you want to change the other person. But you can't ever change someone, right? And so you, you got with that person for a reason, right? And so now you want to change them 
to something. But until that person's ready to change, that's never going to happen. So it's always going to be conflict. You know, like I want you to be more responsible or something at that point. So I, I, if you, and here's what you'll do, but your only, your only real thing there is to, if you want to hopefully promote change is to, to be that person yourself, right? Put your best foot forward. And if it's something that is that diabolical to a relationship, then it may cause harm. But if you, if it's not really that big of a deal, you got to find, well, is this important? And what can I do to better myself and really help in that scenario instead of trying to force or, or induce change on someone? I love that. You remind me of um, Tony Robbins always says, um, if somebody's yelling, it's a cry for help. And, you know, if, when I looked at things that way, it made sense, right? Because I was like, oh, crap, they instead of them yelling at me for the dishwasher, then, yeah. you know, it's, it's something else. There's something deeper here that they need help with. They're stressed about something and being able to recognize those red flags, which I'm sure you guys, you know, are constantly paying attention to. So it's funny because I didn't think about, uh, the majority of our conversation are going deep into relationships, but it is, it is interesting, the dynamic and watching you guys work together and, and, and what's the chemical makeup of a couple, you know, especially a married couple building a business together. So what are some of the challenges and some of the, some of, what are some of the pros and cons that you would say when it comes to building a business, several businesses uh, as a married couple? Well, you know, right now we're home. So as you saw, you know, the, one of the little ones has walked in three or four times. So they come first, right? And so they're going to come first. But we, we've, you know, we had this discussion a while ago. And one of the things that, you know, it wasn't like, hey, if COVID happens, because we never predict this, but if there was a time where it had to go business family, I go business, Peely goes family. And that's what we did, right? So she's now on schooling and she's at that point. And that was just a divide, right? And so we've done that now for the last two plus months because that was the conversation we had prior. So we talked about these things because usually disruption comes up that if you don't have these conversations ahead of time, well, when it happens, it's too late, right? And that's like most things with business. And usually where business partners fall, and I, I've done this in the past too, is that you don't have the communication up front, right? So when something happens, there's not really clarity, right? And it could be on both ways. Like one person may think, you know, they're doing more than the other, but the other person thought maybe that was intended. But without having that conversation or those questions, it doesn't really come across. You get stuck in this uncomfortable area where it, it gets wider because no one wants to say, and right? And that, that causes the, the tension. And that's where the tension really build. And we see a lot of things bubble over. So uh, this is going to sound really unromantic, especially when it comes to husband and wife relationships, but you have to define your roles. You have to define what happens if this happens, what happens if that happens. Like Jason said, we had this conversation probably before our, our firstborn was born, like four or five years ago. If something were to happen, say, I don't know, something big like COVID, we couldn't have known that this is going to happen. This is the first time we've actually had to put this contingency plan into place in such a large fashion, but we use it for everything. I go family, he goes business. So it's rare that we get to be on a podcast or something live like this together. Mm. But when this happens, I know I, I don't have to like look at Jason and Jason doesn't have to look at me. If the kids come into the room, I just go. Yeah. Or like if he gets a business call or if I get a business call, I'll actually tell them, you know what, could you call Jason at dot, 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 dot. Mm -hmm. And they give Jason a call. It's not that I'm not in the business anymore. I am, but I am more focused on our family. And I have so much trust in Jason that I know that he's going to make the right decisions for our business. And I'm going to make the right decisions for our family. 
And the quote unquote thing here is that, sure, um, does it limit some of our capacity at times? Yeah, absolutely. But is it a way that we can get our kids more involved and allow them to experience, you know, what we're doing, understand what we're doing, right? So, um, you know, why are you doing this? You know, why are you talking to all these people online? Um, well, we're doing a virtual meetup to help people learn how to do something new. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to help people to that next step, that next stage in their life. And just reinforcing that with the kids, right, that, that it's as much as about helping and seeing who's in need and what you can do better to assist them than just ask, 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 and, you know, like, and we get, get, get. Our, our five-year-old's so cute. So, Daddy, are you going to go help people again? Yep. That, that's that's part of the conversation, just to make sure, you know, and start teaching them about things that maybe school isn't going to teach them because it's not their point. But now that we have this time home, okay, let's let's change the narrative. We'll, we'll do the schoolwork, let them, you know, rock out at that. But then we'll teach them other things too. You know, we'll, we'll teach them about, you know, barter and trade and, and, you know, how that works and how there's value to things and, and what you can do because they're watching, right? And they're only going to be exactly who they are based on who you are. It's that, uh, I guess that thing of, you know, you don't want to be um, do as I say, not as I do, mm-hmm. right? You want to be do as I say, do as I do. Did you guys grow up in an entrepreneurial household? Were there family members, parents that ran business or are you guys? Me? No, my mom, my mom's a school teacher. She, uh, when I was in high school, she had, she ran her, well, I guess she's, no, she has an entrepreneur spirit. She ran her own daycare while I was in high Mm -hmm. school. So that's probably where I get some of mine. But then she jumped into uh, teaching third grade. Um, And my father has worked for Pearl Harbor Shipyard uh, most of his adult life. There's a little bit of entrepreneurship, but it's mostly, honestly, I was super happy in my 20s to bartend and to get into acting and modeling and do all those things. And then I jumped into, uh, jumped into real estate, like, like nobody's business. So I don't know, you don't have to be born an entrepreneur, but you do have to make the choice. That's right. Yeah. And so my family, my dad's had a uh, small business, small construction business for 40 years now. So that's been a step out, you know, to really do that coming out of the gate. I uh, started doing heavy construction. So it's always been part of it. Right. And you can see all parts of it, you know, the, the pluses and the minuses, right. Cause the, the difference, if someone has a job right now, lucky enough to still be employed, the difference between that and having your own business is that it, the the difficulty that we are always trying to try to adapt to is you have to shut it off at a point, right? And because you, you bring it home, but now you're home, right? So now you're in business too, you're home. So you, you don't want to have that point where, okay, we have to have barriers because what I'm doing now, is this is this necessary for now? And is this necessary in front of the kids, right? Do I have to tackle this now? Is it going to, could this be used to be done at a better time? That's great. What are some of the other tools you guys implore to, you know, keep balance or keep yourself aware of, you know, burning the candle at both ends? What are are some of the things that you guys practice? We actually just jumped back into 75 Hard today, which is a program put together by Andy Frisella. Mm-hmm. Um, it encompasses, so we meditate and we do, we exercise every day, but this encompasses everything that is mental toughness and mental fortitude. And we love jumping into this. And this weekend, Jason's like, you want to jump in again? I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. going to let Jason take on uh, what the program's about though. Well, yeah, you, you met us you know, when we first talked, right? So we're doing that. So it's no drinking, you know, work out two times a day, eat clean, you know, gallon of water, progress pick, read 10 pages a day. And it's really just about getting more commitment to your day and then making things 
mentally tougher, right? Because the more you continue to do that, right, you continue to push yourself. And this isn't about beating yourself up. This is about giving yourself more tests so you can produce higher results. And it also allows you to cut the BS out of your life because you don't have time for it anymore, especially a lot of mothers ask me, how can they get into this? They have the kids, they have their businesses. I'm like, this actually allows you to really focus in those things that are important because if they're important you'll keep them in your life because if you're working out 45 minutes a day with one of them being outside if you're making sure you're drinking water if you're making sure you're doing your 10 pages if you're making sure you're doing everything then mentally and physically you're only going to have enough energy to tackle those things that are super important so if anybody if Anybody out there, any of your listeners has not tried this program, I suggest they look up Andy Frisella, MFCO Project, watch out. There are uh, foul language, okay. so don't listen to this in front of your children. Yeah. Um, I believe it was episode 290. Um, he talks about 75 hard, and it is, it's changed our life. So wow. we love coming back to this program because it really, it really encompasses everything that we want to do. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And any, any tools, you know, to provide people with, you know, in terms of getting better, you know, mental fortitude, as you mentioned, um, you know, rituals and habits, right? Um, anything that, um, getting up early. Yeah. Do, yeah. Having a routine where you give yourself space. Right. I, I find that a lot of people live their life in chaos because they get up in chaos and mm. it's like adapting to like, there's a speeding train and instead of like waiting for the train to stop at the station, you're just trying to jump on it. And that's kind of how your day goes every day. Instead of just saying, okay, let myself get ready, mentally prepared, just get my moment of clarity here so I can just get myself together, right? And, you know, we were not morning people, right? We used to work till 6 a.m., not get up at 4 a.m., you know? So we would be coming out of work at these hours. So we started adapting, right? And some of that was forced, right? The kids aren't going to sleep in, you know, they're, they're one, three, five, they're getting up early. So you have to continue to get up earlier than the kids and just find the reason of why it is because my day is ultimately better when I have a preparation to it. It's like sporting events. Like everybody prepares in their own way, right? It's like if uh, someone has the preparation for walking to a baseball game or basketball game and they don't do it, it's going to ultimately disrupt how they how they operate because they're not set up, right? Even for your podcast, if you just hit, you know, hit button, didn't know it was coming on and just said, okay, let's do this. You, you would not be prepared and have the same flow that you do when you can have everything tested, everything set up, know who's coming on, be prepared for it, have the questions. Yeah, it's so true. I, Rogan said on one of his podcasts recently, he's like, yeah, you're going to start doing this or whatever it is that you're trying to do that's new to you. You can't become a pro overnight. You, you're not yeah. going to jump into an MMA ring with a, with zero training. <laughs> you're going to get pummeled, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, perfect is, is a killer. Yeah, it's a killer because if you want to, want it to be perfect, well, you, you just that means you're just not going to get done, right? So sometimes done is is the best thing. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. 
So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. I've noticed that you guys have, you know, done a lot of cool things. Um, like we mentioned earlier, you pivoted, you sort of came up with some new solutions during these times. What are some of the, tell the audience, like, what what are some of the things that you've created and, and are creating currently, um, you know, given everything that's happened in the economy? So still active, looking for multifamily opportunities. We have one opportunity in front of us, right? So just seeing where we can help, uh, making sure that we're really focused on our current properties, making sure that we continue to adapt the processes there as they need to now work with new social distancing rules and how it goes. And then again, adapting what we're doing for the content, right? So we started a live show every day because at noon, the baby's usually going to bed about 1130. It gives us about that 20 minute window here. We both get on, we can produce content and we can really layer that content out. And we're trying to produce more content that can really continue to spread the message to help people and just get in front of people to just show that if you're not on the right path for yourself right now, there's a million ways you can do it, but it's all just going to start with that first step. So the Jason and Peely project, as we mentioned, talks to that, really just trying to grow the YouTube channel out there, just really to continue to help people. And I think it's, it's so called for right now because there's so many people that feel lost. I just did a post on that. Like if you, I, my affirmation this morning was, I find the way like just with that affirmation, if you tell yourself that if you're feeling lost and you can tell yourself that you can find the way out of how lost you might be feeling, then that's one small step. And the other step is come listen to us. We, we feel like we can guide you along the way of whatever journey that you need to go on, especially in this time. If you don't feel like, getting up out of bed. There's some women I talk to and they're just like, I just, I just don't feel like it, Peely. There's just, I can't work. I can't, I don't feel like I'm taking care of my kids enough. I don't feel like I'm, I'm showing up for them. I'm, I don't feel like I'm dot, 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 you know, you know, this is for your listeners out there. You can find your way, whether it's Jason, and I, whether it's Eric, whether it's someone else, find somebody to help guide you if you need it and know that you can do it. Yeah, it's critical that, and, and, and the thing that's, you know, I don't want to get into politics, but what was taken away from us, you know, temporarily is is purpose. Like w- yeah. every day when I go to work, I see my team, I feel the yeah. pur- my, I feel my purpose in life and in the universe mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm here to do this. So I think people have lost that way, that guiding light, like what's my purpose now? And, and you know, to open everything back up and get, to get businesses rolling again is critical to our our spiritual and mental fortitude, you know, and our psychological wellness to get back to work. And mm-hmm. anyway, I don't want to step on my side. Yeah, that's too important long. to get structure back, right? So right now, yeah. this is even more important to find some structure today because most people get up, they shower, they eat breakfast, they get in their car, they drive yeah. 17 minutes, they get out of the office, they walk up, they talk to Gary, they, you know, get three hours of work done, they go out to eat with the team, they come back. And although they they, they don't have it written down, they, they have a structure to their day. So if, you, if you're not getting out doing all those things right now, you got to find some structure that you do every day. Okay, you're working home. Okay, even if you're just going to put in, you know, warm up outfit. Okay, that's what I do. My structure today is I'm going to put up warm up outfits, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get outside and walk to the curb and walk back. 
back, just something that gives yourself routine so you can implement process back into your life, even if it's as simplistic as, you know, just getting up and, and doing a certain path down to your coffee maker in a day. And we're not saying this like it's going to be easy because for a lot of people, it's not going to be. Like if you've lost your job, if you know people who have lost their jobs and are going through some some mental difficulties right now, that's what I'm trying to, what we are trying to get out there though, is to find whatever light until we opened up, because there's a lot of states that are opening up, and I'm sure your your following is nationwide, global, in fact. But right now in New Jersey, we're still shut down. Yeah. So until those people who are in states, in countries that are still shut down, how are you going to find your systems, your guidance, your purpose? Like you said, Eric. If you've lost your job, find something else to be your purpose, whether it's educating your kids, focusing on that, whether it's that book you've wanted to read or write, in fact, focusing on that, find your purpose. Even though your old purpose was taken away from you, there is something else that is your purpose. You know, quarantine was done with a good purpose, but it was like telling everybody like, hey, the whole country needs to do this diet. Like it's like the same diet is going to work for everybody where, you know, you have people that are in, I've talked to someone in Missouri. He's got, you know, a town of a hundred and something thousand people. He's nobody has, nobody's even, like, there's not like not one record of this even being around. Or, but if you come here in New Jersey, you know, we, we have people that we know have passed. We have people, a bunch of people sick, you know, if you work in a hospital. So, you know, it, it, you're, you're dealing with very different, different things happening. So if you're not close to it, you're not, you're not seeing it. Yeah, of course it can be different, but it's like, okay, what would we think would it, would happen if we just said everybody do the same thing, right? So hopefully, you know, it's proof purpose and it's gotten to that step of, you know, flatten the curve. But at some point, you know, I hope a lot of states can start rolling again and we don't have this this dip and this this kind of retraction here because uh, that's going to hurt spirits, right? So your your goal now is if you're getting back out there, have structure, just, just build something that's familiar in your day so your day can start to become your day again and not so much feeling like it's forced on you especially if things are hard, right? And that's, that's usually when it is like the hardest, the harder it is, the more you need to implement something right now to give yourself the ability to get yourself going, right? Get yourself moving. Because once you, it's like the train, right? The same, go back to the train scenario. If the train's dead stopped, well, it doesn't just pick up and go, right? It takes a moment to get rolling, right? But once it's rolling, that thing is cruising through town and, and it takes, could be a mile and a half for the train to stop because it now has that momentum. We're the same thing, right? If we're sitting here dormant, you know, and then that's why lots of times lying down, that's like where you get a lot of depression because you put yourself in this, this solitary state where you, you're not feeling powerful. You're not feeling powerful. So even if it's that point of just getting up, standing strong and being being sturdy with your approach there, just to give yourself that, that mindset that you're ready to now take action and start getting that momentum going can make a huge impact. I love that. It's very motivational and very, you know, I've always known you to, to be very passionate about everything you do and touch, you know, and it comes off here. Uh, so thank you for that. But um, I also wanted to highlight, you know, what you guys were saying in terms of, and, and thank you for highlighting that, Peely, that people are potentially listening who have lost their jobs and they found their, you know, so, you know, those of us who are business owners, you know, our, our, our purpose is now to reach more people through means like this, right, to, to help and to share ideas and strategies that we're implementing. But if you don't have that platform or you don't have a small business, you're, you're an employee that now is you know, looking for a new job. Well, now's the opportunity to learn. Now's the opportunity, right, to, to yeah. absorb content. And, and, and this is going to sound like a strange analogy, but folks that, go, that find themselves in prison often come out 
better, right? They, they found God or they, they, they've, they've gotten their degree or they've used that time. Mm-hmm. This is sort of, if you use the analogy, it's kind of like a mental prison where we are here and we don't have necessarily control over the things that we normally used to have control over. Mm-hmm. But let's take advantage of the opportunity and absorb content, look for people to instead inspire you. So thanks for that. And, and, and yeah, people out there who are struggling with that, there's so now more than ever so much to absorb so many people out there that are shouting from the mountaintops like, hey, we can help you um, figure this out for yourself and, and, and take advantage of the time because we're going to look back on this and say, man, what did I do during those four, five, six, eight months? What did I create, right? Not, this, not that I'm pressuring people to do it, but um, you can at least pay attention to the good stuff out there instead of the bad stuff. And, and, and you'll feel better about it every morning. I want to pinpoint something you just said. You don't yeah. feel like you should pressure people. I'm, I'm actually done saying that now. Um, I was all about giving grace. And yes, if you're going through something mental, ch- mentally challenging, yes, give yourself grace. But if you are able and you can get out of bed and you can start something, don't give yourself the excuse not to. If you have children, get up and show up for them. If you have a small business, if you have a business at all, all find out what are those things that you can do to keep yourself afloat and excel and thrive within this time. There are ways I've already heard of restaurants that are, are, are maybe they're not thriving, but they're going to be, they're going to be the ones that are going to be open and running when this thing all goes, well, it's never going to go away because it's a virus, but once we're we're all out there and open. Those are the restaurants that are going to survive. Those are the businesses that are going to survive. Because like you said, they're the ones that created, that thrived during this time, that didn't accept the excuse that, oh, I'm not allowed to, or the government is coming down on me, or you know whatever excuse that you're going to give yourself. Don't find that which is the shining beacon in your life and move forward. Now we can talk about real estate. <laughs> but this this goes hand in hand because there's yes. there's people out there you know in you we have a, a large network it's funny because our massive network is is that but then also it's very small right because we all know each other <laughs> it's like, yeah. but um yeah i mean how, how are you handling uh first you know at home and in in your own minds what's happening in terms of the real estate and the economy but then also how are you communicating that with others because there's a lot of people on one side and uh, on the other so where do you guys fall Everyone's going to be wrong, ultimately, right? So and the, no one's going to be perfect in their in their message, right? We hear a bunch of things, right? So April was going to go off the deep end. Now May's going to go to the deep end. Now June's going to go off the deep end. Mm-hmm. So yes, will there be um, distress? Yes. Will some people come out fine? Yes. Will there be things in the middle? Yes. Um, and you, you see that in loan options, right? When loan options, after this all happened, the loan options got uh, more stringent, right? So what they would offer for loan to values. Now the reserves they're going to require. Okay, now that's gone off the deep end. Now that's going to start to pull back as we haven't now shut down the whole world hasn't collapsed yet you know so so you, you see you know the push for extreme just like any measure and now it starts to pull back you know and so it, it goes the same thing in quarantine like everybody has that same reaction react you know in the, in the most extreme measure and now bring back and so there is going to be continuing to be a need for housing right and now people are going to still need somewhere to live mm-hmm. businesses are going to open up and there's going to be a different 
different way businesses operate, but they're still going to, they're still going to be business, right? So we, we work in supply and demand and the price is the middle, right? So finding that point where we can all work together and find that next step in the evolution of, of how this, how this country now pushes forward. But there's been a million tests to this country. And on that point, it always continues to expand. And you're going to have some great things that come out of this. I mean, the, the, the restaurant space, there's going to be something that comes in the restaurant space that's going to blow our mind, right? That's going to be able to make, create that experience, you know, that, that's going to happen in a social distance way that people can still experience the, the nature of what they love, but doing it in a way that's now going to be safe, right? Or there's going to be something that comes up from this, right? So the people that continue to think and find new ways and, and put into their businesses, their their real estate businesses, you know, their small businesses, new things that maybe they were saying no to before, right? So virtual touring. Um, I had a friend um, talking to Bay before. He's got a buddy whose virtual touring business for leasing apartments is up fivefold. Well, before people were saying nobody would ever do it, so he's getting a lot of pushback because no one wanted to try it because the, the thought was no one will ever do it, right? Just because that was a blanket statement. You know, like, you know, like, so uh, no one's ever going to, you know, stream TV. They're always going to want to buy, you know, videos at Blockbuster. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know, so that's the thing. Now, when they're forced into the hand to try something, more people say, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, okay. I see it. it's a virtual tour. It's two bedrooms and, and a bathroom and it's right in the part of town I want us to live. I see it. Okay. Why do I have to go touch it? You know, like, what is that need for me to go touch it? And we start seeing that with cars like Vroom where they're just delivering you a car, right? You're not touching the car, but you, you get it, right? You get enough. You, sometimes the products we have out there don't assume that people are smart enough, right? They assume that people can't grasp it. So let me give them the dumbest model of it. So, okay, you, you want to buy a car. So you must have to come out there and touch it and have to understand all these things that you're not even going to deal with anyway. And just make sure you, you go and fumble with the car. And it's a very clunky experience, right? And now can we make that experience better? Can we make it more proficient, grow the businesses that way? So I got a little little off track on that point, but I think business is going to continue to adapt and the people who can do it in a way that continue to make the user experience better, like this leasing process, how can you make it more friendly for the customer? That's where we're going to see a lot of progress now going forward where it becomes a more touchless experience in the customer's favor. Yeah. I mean, there's something cool and sort of scary about it is at the same time where, you know, you say touchless. I get it. Um, I think, you know, I, I've got a virtual headset here behind me. Uh, I embrace technology. I'm an early adopter. But then there's the human quality and aspect that I'm going to greatly miss, you know, to to be able to walk into a room of hundreds, if not thousands of people and shake hands and hug and you know, you know, guys know me. I'm a touchy feely person um, for so for our culture to change overnight. That's that's kind of depressing, but I do embrace the technology in terms of like, hey, being able to walk into a house virtually, uh, being able to travel across the world without actually having to get into a plane. As, as crappy as that plane experience is, that's changed, you know, like, um, you know, I guess it's good and bad. For, um, but um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 that quality that I'm just really going to miss. And, and, and I think you're right, Jason, that there's a lot of cool businesses that are going to be that already probably they're, they're happening right now as we speak. They just, you know, they're going to explode soon and, and, and launch and just, it's just going to be shocking how different everything's going to be, um, you know, in the next six months to a year. And, yeah, and it, I, I don't think people are going to not high five anymore. You know, it will come back in its own way, right? And there, there's going to be different rules or regulations that come in their own point. But I don't think it's going to go completely to a touchless area. It's just going to make things that, that were clunky that didn't need to have that experience happen anymore. Like, do I really need to fly to North Carolina tonight to say hi to someone when I could just get on Zoom with them and do yeah. the same point and show the 
point and I can be home with my family and produce that? Or do I really need to get on this part, you know, use this plane, you know, cost the company money, run down there, spend time, get delayed just to go down there and talk to the client, just to hand them a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's why we keep you know, moving from, you know, phone, the fax machine, fax machine to, you know, or a courier, a courier, a fax machine, fax machine, to email, you know, it's that transition, like even email, you know, like, okay, so maybe it's not as good as a phone call, but it, now it's much more proficient, right? You can get a lot more done yeah. compared to not having it, you know, in that it's, it's related in, in the conversation. I'm interviewing a guy who has launched a portal. This is before COVID obviously took, I don't know how long it took him years to develop a portal, a hologram technology Remember when Tupac uh, went live at Coachella and, you know, decades after he had passed and uh, everybody was talking about it. And I was obsessed with it. I was like, wow, look at that. He's on stage. And they were talking about bringing back Elvis and all these people. Well, he's got the technology now, which makes wow. perfect sense. This guy's going to explode. And I'm like, that it's called Portal. And it, it's basically a box that you, you could buy. You put it on stage, bring it in your house, wherever, and you can go anywhere. You, could, you can have a keynote. You can have a presidential address. And they don't have to be there. They could just talk to everyone and you don't have to travel. So, yeah, there's going to be a ton. I think technology-based companies like that are just going to explode. Everything with, especially in real estate, um, where people weren't adopting. You you notice that as investors, that's an industry that's just, um, you know, it's a dinosaur. Like the way they process. I mean, they still use fax machines for crisis. Yeah, Yeah, property management is is definitely an area where, where there's a lot that can be done, right? That, yeah. that a lot, and some of it's going to become more forced, right? But there's a lot that can be done on the property management side um, that we'll see adapt. But in all ways, you know, you're just making user experience better, whether it's you yourself, your tenants, your investors across the board. Um, one, because it gets your time back, but two, it just makes it it makes it more fluent for people. So there's not so many drops, right? And so the people that are going to fill in the gaps right now between a, you know. Instead of going A, C, F, it's going to be, okay, who's got the B? Who's got the D? Who's got the E? Who, and how can we fill this in so it just goes A to F without having all these different parts having to get picked up along the way? I love it. So what are the, let's talk about some of your properties or, or how you're managing you know, what's going on with all the stimulus. and the, I, I try not to get into politics, but like telling our tenants that they don't have to pay rent is like, <laughs> and not thinking about the, the long-term ramifications for everyone you know, how do you feel about that? And how have you been addressing that with your tenants? How have you been approaching them? So it also depends on what state you're in. Yeah. And I, 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 sometimes it's like one of those things like, okay, so what happened? You know, I, I, I have no, me, I, I, I'm a, one of 330 million people. So I, I have no call here, right? That, that has happened. So now, okay, so how do we adjust, right? Yeah. So there's some of the things we're adjusting is just seeing how we can help the tenants, right? Because one of the things that I would have never thought from my point is that in this, you know, age of age of cell phones, computers, everything on that point, some of my tenants didn't have internet access. So we're having a hard time putting in for their unemployment other points. So without asking the questions, knowing how we can help people, okay, so what would be the resolve? Oh, so we opened up the leasing office in terms where they could schedule a time, come in there, and now just you fill in the, each week and do what they need to get their checks across. So understanding what the questions are really to help the tenants. Because sure, um, in some areas, you know, like if you're in California, New Jersey, and you're getting 1200 bucks, like how far is it going to go? But if you're in a, you know, in Iowa or Kentucky or, or you know, some of these states here where, you know, your average rents, you know, six, seven hundred dollars, that can give you a little more leeway and can hopefully potentially help. So it's again, like that whole thing of, hey, this should be a diet for everybody across the board it's, you know, they're, they're trying and hopefully it's, it's helping. And I think in some areas it will help. And in other areas it will help 
bless. So for us, we, we really just focused on t- tenant care yeah. and making sure they had the correct information, like whatever information we had on COVID at that time, we shared it with them. We told them as soon as we found out about the six feet, we told them, okay, these things have we have to shut down because of such and such rules that are in effect in Kentucky right now. So it was really about making sure our tenants were safe and happy and that they stayed in, you know, and followed the rules and made sure that they were taken care of. So we haven't had any problems. Well, actually very little with, um, there's, there's been, you know, so we're, we're a little off um, for where we would be, but not much. We're like 1% off, you know, and we were, and we're actually wow. higher this month than where we were the prior month across the board. So if you look at that, okay, hopefully the stimulus money is, is impacting on that point. If you look at that, um, we stopped doing capital projects, but now we've started them back up on two of the properties. Um, we stopped doing um, things like if someone had a blind broken, they were going to have to wait just for social distancing, you know, so we're just dealing on immediate repairs just to make sure that we were putting the right foot forward because when we were in acting these things, we were making sure that we were just putting things in place that we didn't want to go off the deep end. But we want to make sure that people are safe because we didn't know how deadly this was. Is this 100,000 people dying or, or 10 million people dying? What, what's happening here? So now that we're seeing that, you know, we're back to working on our CapEx projects or Linda required projects, getting those back in motion here. Uh, but it, again, like it's slower. So if we, we one building, we got like 25 windows to replace that, you know, that's a to be seen kind of format right there because we're working on tenant access for the units being respectful of that as they continue to be in the house or the apartment until they're ready to go back to work. That just goes to show, you know, what type of people, you know, the Urusis are. Uh, if anyone noticed, um, you know, really it is very, it speaks volumes to, to, to how you're treating your projects and your tenants and, 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 you know, showing them the, the care and the love that they, they, they need as well, even though, um, you know, it's it's a totally different sort of base and uh, economically, and, and and there's there tends to be a divide. You know, there's always like landlords that are like, "There's us and there's them." But then when mm-hmm. I speak to investors such as yourselves that that don't speak in those terms, you know, they understand. You know, I have friends that um that that are property managers, and you know, they're they're helping them to find jobs. You know, they're helping them yeah. with food. You know, bringing food to them. So, you know, that's that's huge, and. It, you guys should be applying. I said Google alerts and the Google alerts for, you know, rent assistance, for housing assistance, for, you know, food assistance, for all kinds of things there. And I get a daily email from three different sources that come up. So I'm usually the first one to know a second it hits out there and I pass information along, right? Because again, it, 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 I do this for market research too when I do it because I, I continue to stay stop or top of the line on what's happening because it continues to adapt, right? Everything is changing day to day as people have seen with like SBA and all these other crazy things, right? Loan things, everything's changing day to day. So the more you can, you know, be in the know on those particular items, then the better it's going to be for you to help the scenario or at least at least be able to make better decisions. Love it. Love it. So, wow, an hour flies by, uh, you know, always time flies when you're having fun, right? Uh, how can people reach out to you? Uh, I know we got our Fit Rich Life Jason and Peely project, which I'm really excited for you guys. Congratulations on that. But Thank how you. are some other ways that people, they could find that on YouTube, but what are some other ways that people can reach out and find you guys? Yeah, so go to Instagram uh, at Jason Yerusi, at Peely Yerusi, P-I-L-I-Y-A-R-U-S-I. <laughs> so that, that's part of it. You know, I had to learn how to say her name in the beginning, so I just remember how to say Billy with a P. So yeah. Billy with a P is, is Pili. Yeah, not not complaining, but that was a close I get, Pili, instead of that. So, but. And really, I mean, you can find us on all social platforms. Uh, find us on, like, 
You can direct message us. We are usually quick to respond. And yes, our YouTube channel, we would super appreciate it if you would go there, subscribe. And that's like, that's where we put all of our stuff. So if you want to know more about Jason and I, that's where you can learn about us. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on and being a part of the show. Greatly appreciate you guys being a part of all the things we do, especially at Podmax. You guys always just bring it. You bring your A game and I appreciate you guys for that. So can't wait for Podmax. That's coming up, right? No, coming up. Exciting, exciting. Thanks for yeah. It's gonna be really, really fun and uh, you know, virtual. You know, we're 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 launching something virtual, so it's cool and it's exciting. But yeah, thanks again for being a part of the show and uh we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. <laughs>